in this jam-packed Thanksgiving Day episode, we talk a little NFL, NBA, Rivals Week, big deal or no thing, and nothing to do with sports. Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff. Thank you for tuning in on Apple Podcast or your favorite podcast app. Make sure you can also tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can also check us out on social media at Carolina Sports Talk on Facebook and Instagram or hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at CarolinaSportsTalk.net. I am excited as always to welcome in studio with my with me my dog DJ High Star. What's good with you, bro? What's going on? Um, please <laughs> address me as celebrity DJ adjacent. Uh, uh, DJ celebrity Star. DJ adjacent DJ High Star. How did it go, dog? Uh, spending next to uh, DJ Envy. You know what I mean? It was it was it was a great time, man. I, I definitely appreciate the opportunity from Claflin University, but it, it it was a great night on a Friday night. Um, I hung out a little bit at the tailgate and stuff, and and chopped it up on Saturday. But mainly Friday night, that was the you know the, that was the the milestone, the moment, if you will. So it was cool, man. I peeped the pictures, uh, Loki. I'm not gonna tell you when I first saw him. I was just like, I wish I was there. <laughs> Right, yeah, right, like, that part. Was, yeah, that was some energy, though, man. You, you you look like you belong right up there alongside him, man, bro. And uh, from what I heard, you did a good job. So shout out to my dog. Matter of fact, I got to go ahead and give it to you again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, they wanted the boy, so they got the boy. They brought the boy down and everything. So shout out to you. Know, I'm, I'm, I heard you had a good time, bro. I'm glad you did. But if as we move into the show, bro, there has been a lot going on in the NFL world. So without further ado, let's just jump straight into the scores. Uh, it goes start back on week 11, Thursday night football. The Patriots demolished the Falcons 25-0. We'll talk about that game a little later. The Ravens Sunday started off the, the slate taking care of the Bears 16-13 with an injury to the Bears quarterback. Something to keep an eye on there. The Packers fall to the Vikings 34-31. Colts over the Bills. 41-15. The Browns take care of the Lions in an unimpressive performance, 13-10. The Washington football team comes to Charlotte and dashes Cameron's turn, 27-21. The Texans over the Titans in a surprising 22-13 victory. The San Francisco 49ers over the Jaguars, 30-10. The Miami Dolphins, 24-17 against the Lowly Jets, led by Joe Flacco. The Eagles rounding in the form late in season, 40-29 over the Saints. The Seattle uh, Bengals, excuse me, the Cincinnati Bengals, 32-13 over the Raiders. The Cowboys fall to the Chiefs, 19-9. The Arizona Cardinals over the Seahawks, 23-13. Chargers over Steelers, 41-37. And in Monday Night Football, the Tom Brady-led Buccaneers, over the Giants, thirty to ten, bro. Uh, 
of these games, man, it was it, it was a big slate this week, bro. What kind of uh, stood out to you the most, well, man? Well, let's start off here. If I had a dollar uh-huh. <laughs> and I gave it to you, right? what could that also be seen as? You paying me. Correct. Or passing the buck. So we'll start here. <laughs> I'd like to address an elephant in the room, y'all, because he said they... The Washington football team dashed Cam's return. No, you dashed Cam's return. <laughs> All right? You jinxed us. You oh, jinxed us. Here we go. All right? You here jinxed us. We so go. give y'all a little back background. Uh, we were watching the game. It's not background. It's behind the scenes, bro. Whatever. It's, it's clever. Uh, Listen, uh, let me finish, bro. It's <laughs> let me finish. Let no, me finish. No, go ahead. Hurry up. <laughs> we were watching the game, and it might have been the first quarter. Yeah, it was like the first half, though. We scored, I think we were up either 21-14 or 14-7. And here comes Sports Shadamas, Big Cliff over here. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and make a graphic for whenever we win. you know. And I was like, <laughs> I took the first one, and it was like great confidence and optimism. I'm all for it. you know. But it wasn't until he was driving it home, even after halftime, when Washington scored right before half and, and, you know, the possibilities was there, of course, of them getting the ball back in the second half. And again, as a fan, you got to have the supreme confidence in your team, but also not to the level that you're messing with the football gods out there. <laughs> the analogy that I provided to you in that instance, sir, I think is also the most applicable in this one. There are little people in some foreign country running around in Carolina Panthers Super Bowl winning T-shirts because when they, at the beginning of the game, somebody's got to win. And so those in this side of it are prepared either way. If somebody wins, if somebody loses, they've got this, this stuff printed up. What did you have prepared for if they lost? A sad face All and right. stay off of social right. media. Exactly. What do you mean? <laughs> I was prepared not to let these people get on my nerves, so I didn't, and I wasn't, and these I was good. These T-shirt merchandisers that you're talking and that you speak of, uh -huh. they'll have the Carolina shirts and the New England shirts ready and available. Well, I had the one that I was interested in ready. When we win. That was just having confidence and being prepared in case we won. With an expectation and putting the energy out there so that we would... Even though Cam Newton, as I stated, nah, I'm not gonna trip. Cam looks good in the in the game. So, just in that though, let's talk about the game overall. The uh, defense kind of, I think, let us down a little bit in this game. Um, it, I think honestly speaking, it's a combination of that and um, Taylor Heineke, Tyler Heineke, Taylor. Heineke. Uh, but no, nah, there's this, <laughs> there's this awesome clip of him. I want to say a season or two ago. Uh, where Chase Young, mm -hmm. their defensive stud, um, after a series or something like that, Chase Young is coming on the field, and Heineke is about to leave the field, and he was like, "Yo, man!" Like he said something along the lines of, "Like you, all right, or, or good stuff, or something like that." Like mm -hmm. you, 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 you doing your thing, or you the man? And Heineke responded in some way, pretty much saying, "Like, oh, I know." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you ain't like that's like, the expectation, bro. And so, ever since I saw that clip a couple of years ago, it stood out to me. He's got um, a gamer type of spirit. Mm -hmm. So even with the, it was it was a good defense out there. Um, uh, anytime to me, the difference between good and great defenses 
like consistent good and great defenses is the anticipation and the risk taking. Mm. So like you'll have safeties or corners that will jump routes or something or ends that will go for the running back where it might be it's a RPO and you you just don't know and stuff like that. It's the risk taking and then also the aggressiveness and stuff. So I think that like we play on our heels a lot um all season. I think it's mm-hmm. a lot in 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 part or due to Darnold. But um but yeah, they they like I said, I got to give credit to Heineke before taking credit away from our defense. I, I, I can see that, and, and you made a really good argument. I think, I don't know if my expectation of who he was should be altered, but I know it is different from, from the character or the player that you're saying now. Like, I remember him when he was winning four straight um, <laughs> with Cam out in Carolina. Uh, I know who he is, but at the same time, I think – our defense has the capability to play at a different level than they did. Uh, that's one of the reasons that the, the safeties were calling them out this week. It's like, yo, time out for the buddy-buddy stuff, bro. Like, we know that's your friends and we and we cool, but we got jobs to do out here. And when your friend doesn't do his job, you got to call him out. And, and, and I think that that was kind of essential for the letdown that I had, knowing that there were lapses. Um, when you and I were watching the game and Shaq Thompson was playing a little shallow, and I said it before the announcer said it, it was like those types of things are – what you're on the field to do, bro, and and I'm it. I I get everybody makes mistakes, but in that instance, if you want to be elite, if you want to be the top tier, those are the types of plays that you can't not make. You can't be out of position and allow Taylor Heineke to get off like that. So, um, overall, it hurt because uh, I started off the game with a high level of excitement, man. Absolutely, when- but I mean, to your point, my fault, and I'm gonna let you finish. But Heineke wasn't looking for permission. He, he, I mean, it's not that I'm putting him in a group of, or a pantheon of quarterbacks that are out here uh-huh. that's lights out, but he's not. In that he, game, he was a goon. Bro, he know what he came to do, and he went and took the win. Like, he went touchdown for touchdown with Cam that the first yeah. two or three. T- he wasn't scared. So it wasn't like he's, oh, I'm going to give, I'm going to, you know, do whatever you allow me to do. He just got to give credit sometime. He was, he's a gamer. I saw it, but bro, I, I still, I'm sticking with it, bro. Like, yeah, he was a goon, like but what's a goon to a goblin? T- All right. The same play that you're alluding to, though. The same time that Shaq could have been deeper and, and, you know, created a little bit more um, conf- confusion or whatever. It was a good throw, too. It was an awesome throw. He played. He played his part. He played his part. I'm, I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna negate that. He he made the throws. Um, Sounds like I'm winning my argument, guys. It's not even about you. Win, win. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I've never conceded that. I just disagree. And so, at the end of the day, had he done and played his part, had the accurate passes, had the tenacity and the wherewithal and the running and all that, had he had that, and we been in position, he would not have been successful. That's that's just all to it. So. I'm not negating what he what what he was because he did everything that he was supposed to do, but had we done everything we were supposed to do, he would not have had enough to be able to be as successful as he was. That's all to it, bro. So that's why I'm sticking with it. Like again, I I, I concede what you're saying. I acknowledge those points. Now it sounds like I'm winning. <laughs> I'm just saying that. I'm just waiting. I have the soundboard right now. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, as we move forward with some of the other games, um, River, my fault to to stay on this real quick, but your man Riverboat, shoulders behind. Go ahead. How so? 
just being riverboat. Yeah, I'm gonna go for a, it on fourth and five in in my old stadium just to let y'all know. But I still Bank of America. Yeah, I'm still riverboat, Ron. That there's still sail in this river. Yeah, but at the same time, defensively, they were able to to do certain things, knowing Cam and knowing Christian McCaffrey, because nobody knows them better than Ron Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera because he Ron Rivera. <laughs> Nah, because matter of fact, just for that, I'm gonna give myself one, bro. Yeah, I got you. You know what I mean? Because I earned that one. Anyway, because he knows them as well as he is, he's able to coach his defense on what to anticipate, what to look for, the mesh points on on the handoffs. And so, although the offense itself is so much new, there's a lot of incorporations of who Cam and C Mac are together that that defense was able to tee off on and be able to see all down to cadence. Because Cam's cadence is one of the most unique in the league. Ready, ready, what? And so, like, like that. Yeah, nah, he's able to get it. And and I think that had had a lot to do with that defensive performance. But yeah, uh, the next game I want to talk to talk about was Kansas City over Dallas. I'm not even going to talk about the the Dallas fans. Let's just address the game, I guess. Um, where, where were your expectations heading into that one? Did you think that Dallas was going to be able to score, keep keep up with them? Were you expecting the game that that uh, that Kansas City was able to put up, or what? What were your expectations? I felt it was a, a perfect storm for Dallas's defense and Pat Mahomes' slow or underwhelming start to the season. Okay. So I, I thought that that was going to be the story of the game. I thought that they were going to kind of get to him early mm-hmm. and Dallas's offense would follow suit. And just be a defensive struggle. Pat Mahomes is looking like Pat Mahomes again. Um, the last two weeks have shown that when he's on, he's on. And he he earns every penny of that 500 million uh, that he got in that contract. So uh, I think their offensive line is going to be the key issue for them the rest of the way down. As they go, as does this this offense goes. Because in the last two weeks, they've not given up more than two sacks. And so that's put them in a better position to be able to be successful, allow Mahomes to be Mahomes. Uh, got, you, you got the big man touchdowns in the games this weekend. It's it's, it's looking like some good football heading into uh, this Thanksgiving Day slate of games. Uh, so let's do a little bit of pick them. I'm going to go ahead and cut my music back on for a quick second because we're going to breeze through these. In the Thursday night Thanksgiving or Thursdays, slate of games we've got bears versus the lions which way are you going in that one bro well i mean the way that the season's going right now for the lions i'm gonna pick the bears uh, you know uh, i'll just stay like that i'm not gonna be <laughs> not gonna be like you uh hedgy murphy so i'm actually gonna go ahead and pick the lions in this one uh i think them not having their quarterback is gonna be big they've got uh the red rifle Starting for the, uh, for the Bears this week, so uh, Andy Dalton's going to go ahead and get the start on Thursday night, and I have zero confidence in him. Raiders versus the Cowboys in this battle of struggling teams. Which way are you going, bro? Um, I see the Cowboys bouncing back. Um, all season they've they've been frustrated with the loss and shown good bounce back weeks. Okay, cool. So for me, I'm going Cowboys too. The Raiders have zero defense. In the last game of that Thanksgiving slate, we've got the Bills visiting the lowly, lowly Saints. We're on a four-game slip, uh, slip right now. Which way are you going, bro? Uh, the Bills, and that's for personal and subjective reasons. 
<laughs> you got somebody in fantasy? No, I just want to see the NFC South lose. Oh, of course, of course. I love that. And I'm going to go uh, Bills as well because the Saints pretty much are the Saints at this point. So as we move forward with the show, it is time for a little basketball. We're going to talk about the NBA scores starting right now. All right, so you had uh, – these are all from Monday night, November 22nd, but the Nets over the Cavs, 117-112. to 112. You had the Hornets over the Wizards, 109-103. The Hawks beat the Thunder, 113-101. The Celtics over the Rockets, 108-90. The Pacers beat the Bulls, 109-77. The Bucks thumped the Magic, 123-92. Mm-hmm. Um, the Timberwolves beat the Pelicans, 110-96. Had the Suns over the Spurs in a close one, 115-111. to 111. The Grizzlies edged out the Jazz in a close one, 119-118. to 118. And the Sixers uh, beat the Kings in 102-94. to 94. Also, this past weekend, I went to a uh, basket, excuse me, I went to a boxing match, rather, and a basketball game broke out. Hey, yo. <laughs> Before we get into the, to that story a little bit, and into some of the news here in the league. Let's talk about these scores. Uh, which one of those games kind of stood out to you um, as uh, the, the most surprising? Game. Okay. Definitely. Uh, let me see. Here. That's a big win for the Grizz. It's a big win. Yeah. John was balling again, of course. You think he could be a dark horse MVP candidate this year? Um, perhaps. Perhaps. The the Hornets uh, win definitely also stood out. Uh, mm-hmm. Terry Rozier, he was kind of getting off yesterday and and performing real, real well. So uh, yeah. that was the other, you know, big standout win. The Bulls, how, well, go ahead. I was, you, you, I was just, that's the right where I was headed. The Bulls loss, man, was surprising to me, bro. They've been playing some good ball. They started off good, and now they've dropped down to 12 and 6, man. It's, I just need them to sustain this, man. It's a long season, 82 games. That's the thing. It's, it's, you got to ride that thing, bro. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Hey, yo. <laughs> bro, you got to relax, bro. <laughs> now, nah, the Chicago team ride the Bulls. You get it? The, the, gotcha, you gotcha. Get yeah. yeah, you caught that. Nah, that. For real. In New Mexico somewhere, there's a listener like, he's right. Go to the he bar. He's doing it. Go to the bar. <laughs> I can give her the controls. <laughs> but, oh, see, now, nah, I'm, I, I am not being racist. I was about to say, accent. now you're wild. <laughs> I, I drug you into this. You Oh, did you drag me down this rabbit hole? Anyway, as we get back to it, uh, Miles Turner is um, a surprising player for me with, with with the Pacers, man. I didn't expect him to be balling to this level this year, but he, he's starting to, to, I think, be um, the type of center that they really, really, really wanted and expected him to be. So shout out to Miles Turner, man. Yeah. Uh, anybody else in the game kind of stood out to veteran. you? Um, I like the identify a lot of those like young veterans around the three to five year mm-hmm. experience um kind of rounded in the form yeah exactly and and they're used to the speed or game speed now but yeah he's definitely turning up um you said any other games yeah i know one that stood out that you kind of want to talk about that, it's not on the slate i mean it's not okay, on the ahead. monday night group of games like i said it was the, the the well the fallout has happened since then and right. for those so of you who the Los Angeles what, Lakers the the Los Angeles Lakers put some respect on my team bro it's gonna Lakers. be gonna be enough of that Mr. Nax so you gonna throw another <laughs> closed fist over here or something look <laughs> bro so and in case you missed it 
LeBron James got into it with Isaiah Stewart of the Detroit Pistons in what appeared to be Melee at the Palace Potential Part, part Two. two. Um, Malice, but anyway, Malice yeah. at the Palace. It wasn't Melee. Melee, Malice, Mayhem. <laughs> Them boy been bamming in the place. But um, anyway, so as he, he was clearing out, LeBron was from from a free throw. Um, I guess Mr. Stewart was a little bit too close to him. He gave him one swing, trying to box him out and get him up off him, and he missed. And when he did, he accidentally he missed, he missed the the box out with the elbows swinging to get loose, and his hand slipped somehow with the fist and hit him in the face. Immediately upon making contact, LeBron. I'm sound like I'm giving a statement over here. Immediately upon uh, making contact, LeBron then reached his hand in in repentance, if you would, to check to see if the player was okay because it was not his intention to have hit him. But he goes completely crazy, swinging everybody that he can out of the way, trying to get to LeBron. And the madder he gets, the more blood begins to pour down his face. And the more blood that begins to pour down his face, the madder he gets. (laughs) <laughs> I'm seeing red. Literally. Like, and and so Buddy charges through people. He gives the classic Donovan Moten. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Nah. And as everybody gets their guard down, now I'm mad again. And thrushes towards, you know what I'm saying, where they they're they're there to try to break up everything. And so overall, I understand why Buddy Shout out to Donovan. Yeah, hey, hey, LBZ03. But um, I get why he's upset. You feel me? But was that all that warranted? What do you think? No, definitely not. Um, and big <laughs> shout out to the East Coast legend and the West Coast legends, respectfully, uh, Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony, who mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, there's times like these where you really see uh, what the Lakers have built. And it's a goon squad that protects <laughs> the world. I mean, it's not about basketball at all. No, nah, nah, that's not. Dude, you, not, you, you don't see, want you their smoke. You think about Rondo. Uh-huh. Think about Rondo in the beginning of the season with his finger gun. Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. Melo. Like, yo, nah. And then the funny thing about Melo, the cook with Melo, he's like, He's not coming. He's not coming over here. Like he's not coming through here. He's telling him he's not coming he's through like here. Like he's acting. And then a piston player comes from behind Melo and is like, I guess, trying to walk to the locker room or whatever, and kind of just like gets by him. And Melo's like, "Yo, what are you doing here? Like, <laughs> what are you doing over here, man? Like, go where you belong. Like, you goon squad, bro. Exactly. And I mean, can you blame him? And they hooping. And then one of the other front. Well, one of the other, <laughs> one of the other um, you know, faces that Stewart saw was DeAndre Jordan. You don't want and, that smoke. And you looking at him eye to eye, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like you not, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no looking down at nobody. In right. Day. So like, it was definitely like a video game for him. He had a couple of levels to get through mm-hmm. if he even wanted to. Like try you got to, to get to the LeBron. boss. Right. Exactly. Overall, I. I, I I understand the suspensions. There were some who said, oh, LeBron should have gotten more and da 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 Nah, LeBron, yes, he deserved a suspension. I can see that for making the contact, incidental or not. You did it, boom, whatever. Right. But my dude, the extra wild. stuff, yeah. yeah. Like, even to the point when they were, like, to try to get him to the locker room, he goes to run around the right, arena right, right. to try to get around the right. backside, bro. Hence why Mello was Mello. That's where Mello came in at, and where he yeah. was kind of blocking the other side. So, 
Uh, did you see Gilbert Arenas' comments? No. What did he say? He pretty much was saying, like, yo, you, you really messed up, Stuart. Like, <laughs> the fact that you went against one of the cardinal unspoken rules in the league and went against the king. Right. Like, it's over for your career. Done. Then he made a, a quip at Enos Cantor, a nice... Uh, Took a nice shot at Enos Cantor and said he he took he tried LeBron back in 2016 2017 and the Turkish government been looking for him ever since. <laughs> so yeah, Gilbert and uh, you know yeah Gilbert's wild. The whole the whole thing was wild to me. First of all, because it happened around this time of year, same time as you know what I'm saying the, yeah, exactly. And so that coupled with immediately as soon as it started happening, the announcer on the, in the arena fans stay in your seats stay in your seats fans fans stay in your like buddy went in like yo we don't need this smoke we know how this story ends bro is that that was it was is wild the whole situation um lebron is going to be out for one game and it just so happens that that one game just so happens, is tonight's game against some team from the other team from New York City, uh, the Knackerbockers, uh, that other team that wears call orange. Call it what you want, as long as you call it a loss at the end of the game. But see, here's why I'm not too like hurt about that. With LeBron out, it, it, it was going to be tough. But now we've got LeBron out, and we've got AD likely out with injury. Um, not to mention our rookie guard, Austin Reeves. He's been downgraded to being out again this week. Uh, on top of that, we got Trevor Ariza out. We got Kendrick Nunn. Um, we barely going to have a, a, a rotation to play. And so if y'all beat us, it's, it's not indicative of anything other than us being really hurt and really short-staffed. Now, if we somehow – here comes Hedgie Murphy. If we somehow get a W out of this, bro, does that mean that your team is then trash? Hedgie Winslow. No, not at all. All right. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I'm just saying. What does it mean if y'all lose to us? This incredibly short-staffed and short-handed. It's the it's the regular season. Mm, oh, so now it's just the regular season. It's but when I made the, the argument season. last because, week, because it's two arguments, you're saying it's the regular season. We're not worried about it. I'm saying it's the regular season. So any wins or losses are opportunities to grow. So if it does, if a loss does happen, we build on that loss. You know what? I hear you, bro. At the end of the day, we'll definitely be interested to see how this one goes uh, moving forward as as far as for the regular season. You going to wear a Knicks jersey? Negative, Ghost Rider. That oh. pattern is full. You going to wear a, a Lakers jersey? If y'all win? Yeah. Yeah. If you find a Knicks jersey that fit me, I'll put it on. <sighs> Tall task. <laughs> but Give it up for him, y'all. He's here all day. So, yeah, in addition to uh, Thanksgiving being this week, it is also rivalry. <sighs> you know, I'm just leaving that one, y'all. Yeah, no, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you yeah. want me to say it, Brad? No, I'm a, I'm it's a, rivalry week. <laughs> you got to you focus. Start, you got to focus on it. So I'm going to give you guys a peek behind the curtain. I stumbled consecutive times with trying to say rivalry. You know when you watch, you know when you got first get Peacock? And you're watching some of the extras from the office, you know, right, right, right. Some of the bloopers. That's exactly what it looked like here in the in the studio, guys. Just oh my gosh, rival rivalry week. 
Yeah, it's rivalry week. Rivalry week. The week when them boy playing their rivals <laughs> in the NCAA. And we're going to go and just do some pick them real quick with a couple of big matchups. First off, the biggest of the rivalry rivalries, Ohio State versus Michigan. This one has some national playoff implications, bro. Uh, Ohio State looked really dominant and really impressive last week. I am a fan of Michigan. I like the hardballs uh, overall. I, I would love to see the maize and blue win, but which way are you leaning on this one, bro? Uh, Ohio State. Okay. I'm going to take Clemson. I'm going to take Clemson. Take Michigan in that one. Next up, Clemson versus South Carolina. Uh, Clemson has had a somewhat down year, not somewhat, an incredibly down season from what they have expected, but they have begun to round into form. The defense is looking like the uh, powerhouse defense that it was at the beginning of the year. Uh, but Carolina, no slouch as well, coming off a big win over Auburn this past week. So which way are you going to go with that one, Clemson or Carolina? Clemson. Mm, and I'm going Carolina. It looks like you just rock talk against each other the whole way through. Georgia versus Georgia Tech. Uh, this one, again, is almost like a warm-up for the SEC championship game for Georgia. But Georgia Tech was recently ranked as high as number 22 in the polls. So which way are you going to go, Georgia versus Georgia Tech? Uh, UGA, Georgia. Yeah, no, we're rocking on that one, too, as well. Georgia for me as well. Uh, Alabama versus Auburn. No intro with that one. Yeah, no. <laughs> so yeah. Auburn has, as I mentioned, just coming off of a loss from South Carolina. But at the end of the day, anything is possible in the Iron Bowl. Mm -hmm. we, we do remember the kick uh, kick six that cost Alabama chances of a national championship that uh, a couple of years back. But again, they are looking like a really great offense coming off a school record 506 yards passing for the uh, quarterback Petty out there. Uh, which way are you leaning, Alabama or Auburn? Alabama. Okay. Yeah, no, I think this Alabama's offense is going to be too much for Auburn because if they could barely deal with South Carolina's defense last week, yowza, it's going to be problems in the state of Alabama. Uh, but, yeah, so that's going to do it for Rivalry Week. If you have – I did it again. <laughs> fast, though. I, I didn't want to – I just had – I try, I, listen, I wanted to try to slide through it, man. If you have any games that you want us to talk about or review uh, next week on Rivalry Week, <laughs> go ahead and send us an email to cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Uh, we'll be make sure to, we'll, we will make sure to go ahead and get those emails read and have you be a part of the show as well. So it is time for my favorite subject or favorite segment in the game. It is Big Deal, No Thing. That's a big nah, deal. That ain't no thing. We give you headlines and discuss some topics throughout sports, and you tell you if it's a big deal or not a thing. First up, we need to get some music for this, too. Right. That would be kind of slap a little bit. Uh, first up, the Gamecock women's defeat. Uh, women's, because, you know, them women's folk be playing basketball now. The women Gamecocks of the University of South Carolina defeat UConn 73-57 to in the inaugural Battle for Atlantis tournament down in the Bahamas. Big deal or no thing? Shout out to the Lady Gamecocks. Big deal. That's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, I agree. That's a big deal. That's you agree a big it's the Lady deal. Gamecocks too? Go ahead, man. As Go opposed ahead. to what did I say? The women Gamecocks. No, they, they're women. Ladies is the old school terms. Women is I'm more. An old school guy. Women is more uh, politically corrupt and acceptable these days. Politically corrupt or correct? Correct and acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day, right? It's been We're a long gonna, day in I'm the middle of the day. Relax. Right. Appreciate it. We're, we're struggling. We're plunging through. Just the rivalry week. Rivalry week. Bong! You know what? I 
Let's go. Rivalry week. Mm. <laughs> nah, but big deal. Uh, again, just <clears throat> it, it's again who who they were. Um, that as far as who they were facing, and then simply the little things that we were talking about in the beginning of the week, how they held up the polls, um, being able to be televised and, and capture. A lot of viewership probably at what twelve o'clock in the daytime, in the middle of the day, noon. Yep. So yeah, definitely a big deal. So I I know that it's a big deal. I, I'm almost willing to sit bet that um, <laughs> Coach Staley is telling them, Nah, that ain't no thing. But in reality, they were zero and three in the previous one versus two matchups with the University of Connecticut. Um, UConn has just been dominant in 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 those prime time. Not even primetime, but in those marquee matchups with them. And so for them to finally get one, uh, avenge that overtime loss. Paige Beckers went off last year, scoring the last 12 points um, throughout regulation and overtime for UConn and just being too much for them. But the uh, the big senior this year, man, the, set, uh, the center, she is really, really looking like a, a top overall WNBA pick, which would make two in as, as so many years for the Gamecocks coming out of South Carolina. And so... I was excited. It was a good game, a good matchup. Uh, they fell down by as many as 13 in the first half, uh, but came back storming going into the half and coming out. And, and Aaliyah Boston's defense was just really, really, really too much for them. Paige Becker's got hers because, I mean, at the end of the day, she is a walking bucket. Uh, I would, would not be surprised to see her win National Player of the Year for a consecutive year. But um, the, the rest of the team really struggled, and, and the defense was just too much. And this looks like an absolute championship squad that um, that they've put together down in Columbia. So shout out to them, man. Next up, the Crawford-Porter match ends in a 10th round TKO. Big deal or no thing? Uh, big deal. That's a big deal. I agree. That's a big deal. Why you say, That's bro? That's a big deal. Um, well, just for starters, shout out to Bud Crawford uh, taking care of business and stuff. But the Crawford-Porter match was a highly anticipated match, and it's also seen as Terrence Crawford's um, kind of his coming out or like uh, his his the biggest match of his career, in other words, mm -hmm. at the end of the day. So, um, you know, it, it was a competitive match, and on the Porter side of things, the stoppage by his corner, mainly his father, who stopped it um, after two knockdowns in the 10th round, um, Porter is saying all the politically correct things, but it's an underlying tone um, of he wishes that the fight didn't stop, and you know that that he's um, that he was looking to fight some more. But in the post game press conference, he did also allude to <sighs> keeping his hands down, not being the Porter way, the Porter way. So mm -hmm. um, we know post boxing. He has a career commentating. He has a career uh, with like ESPN and these different networks. So again, it might have been a part of his father's grand plan to, to save some head damage or whatnot. Um, right, right. Preserve him again, like preserve him a little bit for his post, his post boxing career. Yeah, and everything you said was very well said. Uh, I think the, it was a big deal, just like you said, because it was that last. Last ditch effort, and, and that, now if it all this could be out of the window if he says, you know what, exactly, I want one more, exactly, you know, and 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 that somebody comes offering him some ridiculous payday or something right. that can set him up. But for now, I think 
it, 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 it was it was a big way to go out. Um, and even you see you can see that he may be leaning towards that. And like you mentioned, his demeanor in a press conference and everything. So um, I think it was a big deal. And, and, and I, I'm interested to see if he really can just really go out um, with an early stoppage like that. So uh, as we move forward, our next big deal, no thing. The Cleveland Guardians launch starts with the store sign crashing to the sidewalk. Big deal or no thing? No thing. Nah, that ain't no thing. I'm going to say that's, that's a, big a big deal. deal. Why you say, bro? And who are the Cleveland Guardians? The Cleveland Guardians are the rebranded baseball team in Cleveland. They're oh, no longer wow. the Indians. They've gone to the Guardians. Um, and How new is that? This, this was the last season of the Indians. Right, okay, this past season. You're right, and so they're literally getting ready to start being known as the Guardians, and literally in their first, like, they're putting up the new Guardian signs, and it breaks loose and crashes to the ground. I say it's a big deal, bro, because how terrible luck is that? Dude, as soon as you put the, the new sign up, it's coming down like, it's yo, the natives. It's the listen, ancestors. it's the exact Dog, that ain't looking good for the, for the home team, because, like, Cleveland, listen. Shout I, out to Drew Carey. There were some who thought that, and it's very clearly a play to include the Indians, Guardians type phonetic flow to make it something familiar. Um, and then it, it's got also the the tie-ins and the semblance to the Guardian statues that are over the bridge going into the city of Cleveland. So I get all of that, respect and homage and everything. But even the type font is incredibly similar. It's like, bro, like... If you're going to transition to give us something new, go ahead and give us something new. It's like when the Carolina Panthers updated their logo a few years back. I got me all excited. Yeah, we're getting a new logo. We're getting revamped, and we're getting... Bro, it's the same logo. The cat looks 3D. Right. <laughs> and so, like, uh, I understand brand recognition and all of that, but it's not a real good look for them to just, like I said, have that... Quiet as cat. People is clowning WFT, and it's sticking right now. It, it it very much is, and it it actually is one of the finalists for their team's new name. I'm not I, mad at it. I mean, <sighs> this is the thing. This is the thing with Beckham doing whatever he's doing for American soccer and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It literally is Atlanta Football Club, Charlotte Football Club. Like it literally is city insert city name here football club or whatever like that yeah but that's the standard for them for oh, absolutely. football is different though man not, like not, i like i like i like it's a it's a new it's it's almost like think about this like we are witnessing the inception of a traditional like you know uh institution so say for instance like if you were around when the packers started or the steelers started right. You get to see this be built, like, and you know, if it if it is a finalist, it's just. I get what you're saying, but at the same time, it's a white name. <laughs> no, I'm just playing, bro. I'm just playing. I knew that that was kind of safe, but kind of dangerous for me to say. But it's I'm just playing. It's a good uh, to me. It's a good standard, nice, wholesome, standard, generic. I don't want to. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to associate with vanilla and stuff like that. But yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but listen, uh, th that argument you just made about being able to um, be there from the inception and create the new culture, we have that opportunity right here in Charlotte. They've had that opportunity in Houston with the Texans, in Jacksonville with the Jaguars, sh even with the Baltimore Ravens during our lifetime and with the Cleveland Browns coming back. And so there are, all, and I guess that one's a little different because it's the same team, same city, same name coming back after 
X amount of so many years or whatnot. But the Rams going to LA. They're back to LA. The, the the Raiders haven't been since I can remember the LA Raiders, the the Oakland Raiders, now they're the Vegas Raiders. You feel me? Like the the Rams, we already talked about. <laughs> there was another, but their teams bounce. And so you you see that often, but it's also with an identity. Even when the, the Hornets left Charlotte and went to New Orleans and became the Pelicans, it was like we saw the inception. Give me something tangible. And this coming from a guy whose high school mascot was a rock. I need something tangible as a mascot. I want to see somebody in a big suit out there, you know what I'm saying, or I am a XYZ. I am a Washington football team. I am a, I'm a footballer. Like, nah, come on, bro. I play for the Washington football team. I am a Heat, you know, like... <laughs> I am a member of the like those exactly. types of things. So I'm a member of the Washington. <laughs> yeah, but that's you walked yeah, right into. I that did. One. I did. I talked myself <laughs> clean off the ledge, like Wiley Coyote with that one. Set the acme trap and fell uh, into myself. Sometimes you don't even get to talk to in the argument. <laughs> As we move forward to our next topic, the Golden State Warriors face the Philadelphia Sixers to seek their fifth straight victory. Uh, big deal or no thing? Um, it's no thing. Nah, that ain't no thing. That's a big deal. Why you say it's no thing? Uh, I don't, because I don't know what part of the headline we were like uh, kind of dissecting <laughs> there, but any part of it, though, to me, again, is not no thing. Getting the fifth straight win, we've acknowledged what, what kind of streak they're on and stuff like that, and they're a mature enough team that if they do slip up or anything like that, again, back to this regular season narrative for both of us, they'll use it as an opportunity to grow. Even in their wins, they use those as opportunities to grow. So if they happen to, like, they understand better than anyone understands streaks mm-hmm. in the NBA right now. So they understand how streaks go, how a 73-win season is not built on 70 straight wins. It is... You might get a chunk of 15 here, take an L. You might get a chunk of eight straight. Take, You know what I mean? So they are very familiar with streaks. It's no big deal because it's the 76ers ultimately. Um, is, is Seth still on this? And see, now you're gonna, now I'm going to tell you why it's a big deal, bro. For that reason. That was one of them. You, I was, that was like the build-up to my finale. But anyway, with Seth and, Kurt, Seth, and Steph being on the court at the same time, it's always going to be a show. I enjoy every iteration that I've seen up to this point of their sibling rivalry. Um, I, I think it's going to be a big game, uh, especially whether it does really depend whether or not an, um, or, or, um, Embiid plays. But with them being 9-1 and one at home, playing some good ball, they're 15-2 overall, they playing good ball, bro. And, 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 I, and I enjoy seeing them. I think it's a big deal just because it'll, be it'll be a good game, if nothing else, for the sibling, sibling rivalry. Uh, we know Seth plays to his, I think, fullest capabilities against Steph. It's like, yo, yeah, I see you balling, bro, but nah, I do this too. So uh, overall, and for those reasons, I think it's that's why I think it's going to be a really good game. I'm excited for it. Uh, also, as well, that's going to be it for that one as we move forward into nothing to do with sports. Yeah. I mean, we'll go ahead with <laughs> nothing to do with sports this week. I mean, it's uh... – we normally try to keep it upbeat and stuff like that. This is kind of the DJ High Star wag of the finger. 
Um, you know, we all make mistakes and stuff like that in life. Um, unfortunately, things are a lot more publicized. Uh, this this thing that was publicized was very triggering for, especially for a lot of women out there. Uh, but former fullback, I want to say, or former running back, Zach Stacy, he played for what, Buffalo, I want to say? or Jacksonville, I, wanna, I think Okay, so. Jacksonville, perhaps. But former NFL player, Zach Stacy, he was caught on camera um, brutally, brutally abusing his wife, physically abusing his, or the mother of his child, rather. Um, two parts of the video that stand out to me is he, like, threw her, flung her across the room uh, into a TV and then also wrestling style, uh, kind of like choke slams her down into like this, uh, uh, like a little walker type thing for, for a baby. But nevertheless, uh, like I said, it's just uh, simply wanted to bring light and give love and healing energy to all the victims of domestic violence out there, and and definitely a stern wag of the finger to to one Zach Stacy. I mean, I. Of course, like the man in me, the protector in me would have much more to say. It would be profanity laden and, and all of that type of stuff. But here um, at Carolina Sports Talk, I think we focus more on what we can control and stuff and the positives as well. And what we can control is sending positive energy and healing energy to that young lady in particular. But also, like I said, it was, it's a triggering video. And you start to hear stories from females, sports fans and not um that have gone through similar experiences and you take for granted the decency that you've been brought up around like like to say and I mean maybe I'm speaking for you Cliff but um you know the way the behavior and the conduct of men around you when you grow up dictates how you act towards others men or women when you grow up mm-hmm. so you take it for granted a lot of times the decent human being that you are, the decency that may reside in you until you see stuff like this. Right. I think it's a terrible situation. No man should ever at any point put his hands on a woman. Um, He's going to have to pay for the crime of putting his hands on a woman. There's been a lot of backlash, and I've heard a lot of argument about Oh, well, why is it that Chad Wheeler isn't in jail and who was actually never arrested for beating his girlfriend? Yeah. Right. And, and, and so the race thing comes into it. Oh, it's right. a black man beating a white woman. Uh, and Chad Wheeler was a white guy who beat his black girlfriend. But Let's talk about it. Go ahead, Cliff. Yeah. But for me, I think the, the reason that, that Zach Stacey... I, I, sorry, I get excited when taboos are brought up. But go ahead. <laughs> now you're good. But for me, honestly... The Zach Stacey thing. It was caught on tape, bro. Similar the, to Ray Rice. The exact same thing as the Ray Rice. Like... When there's evidence, people hear about certain people doing stuff. Like when Kobe did gotten his little trouble with the chick in Colorado, there was no video. And so people just, you know, oh, it's so terrible, it's so terrible. Oh, I'm mad. And then it was like, yeah, nah, but that's something different. There was no, he said, she said, they settled, and everybody was able to move forward. There were, when he died, there was a lot of folks popping out. I'll never support a, rape, a rapist. That wasn't what it was, but the the argument was diminished and much more minimalized because again there was no video. With Ray Rice, you saw exactly what he what he did. With Zach Stacy, bro, look at you, look at her, and we can see what you're doing. Like, and and there's the allegations that oh she pulled a gun or if you feel unsafe, leave, my guy. It's never cool to put your hands on a woman, bro. Especially not in that fashion. Again, it definitely just period. Um, but in that fashion, it's it, it's frightening, man, because 
put yourself in that same situation, Big Cliff, if that's your sister or if that's your mother, if that's your daughter. You just don't, you, you know what I mean? Mm. Right. I, I, I don't even want it. Like I said, here at Carolina Sports Talk, we like to focus on the optimistic part of stuff or the stuff that we can like control. But as a man, you have, when you see those type of things and, and that type of stuff being done to women, you know, because of, again, the tribe mm, that we were exactly. brought up around, the conduct of men that we were brought up around, that's triggering to men as well. Right. Because you want nothing else but to get to this guy. And then uh, to speak for myself and for you, bro, I'm five, seven, five, eight. I might be a buck seventy five soaking soaking wet. But there's a there's a red that that men like us see. If you see a woman being mistreated or harmed where you don't care what this other guy weighs, what this other guy specializes in or Doesn't whatever. Matter. I'm a first check you in, in, on some on some man-to-man stuff like, yo, my brother, you know what I'm saying? On some respectful, yo, bro, it might be a hand put on your chest. It might be something like that. Like, yo, you wildin'. And like, give you that opportunity. To reset. To, or to even share and open up. My man, I'm going, th-, whatever. But then, again, if you looking to engage with me as well, and you just as cowardly to hit a female, then I got the supreme confidence that, you know what I'm saying? It's done. Hate to drag it on, but the, the conversation on, but yeah, like, again, shout out to, shout out in, in full support, rather, to all of the victims of domestic violence, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we definitely here with you over, over here at Carolina Sports Talk. Yeah, it's nothing to be said, like you said. He's trash. We hope she gets better soon. We hope that the baby ultimately, you know what I mean? Ah, have that nothing. was a whole nother layer of that. Bro. Yeah. That's she's crazy. right there, even as a kid. You know what I mean? So, yeah, y'all, let's make better decisions, folks. Uh, speaking of decisions, um, for the third time, South Carolina lawmakers have uh, proposed a ban of trans athletes from women's sports in the state of South Carolina. Uh, it's, it's a pair of House Republicans who uh, want to ban the girls and women from women's sports um, after it already, it already had been shot down twice just this year specifically. Uh, the, the article that we read just said state reps uh, Ashley Trantham of Greenville and Melissa Oramis of Aiken uh, filled the bill last week that would only allow children assigned female at birth to participate in women's sports from the middle school all the way up to collegiate levels. Okay. Um, the previous versions of the bill really only addressed like the middle school and high school, but this one specifically is going all the way to college in the state of South Carolina um, as well. What are your thoughts? <laughs> when you first brought it up, it was, it was when you brought it up in pre-production, it was kind of, you know, it was ambiguous, so we didn't know the the, the details. But I think if I heard you right. I definitely support that. You know, I don't want to see um, Ronaldo or something like that running across the soccer field and tearing up little girls, Pat. high school girls. Pat out there getting it. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, or you don't want to see, um, you know, a Leonard Fournette playing on the lacrosse team and right. bodying. <laughs> It's ma'am. No, 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 I, I said I'm not going to make any Call jokes. Call me Cheryl. Yeah. I, I yeah. We want to be respectful. Yeah. But at the same time. No, no, no. But so also, in addition to, bro. Yeah, you got to have fun in life, man. They have fun, too. They do. Oh, you just don't want to be Dave Chappelle out here. That's, that's <laughs> they powerful. Because they're powerful. 
But no, like, canceled. Like, what do you think uh, about sports stock? Nah. What do you think about it in reverse? Then, what do you think about, um, you know, a woman, Diana? Coming. Yeah, Danny Tarasi coming on and. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> first of all, I don't think that I would have as big of a problem if Danny was out there balling. Brian Griner. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. Because <laughs> my thing is you wouldn't have to worry about too many dunks. Right. Because they... <laughs> Is this misogynistic? (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to the women listeners. Oh, my goodness. This is is an attempt to be funny, not misogynistic. Oh, my God. This is just comedy, right? Oh, bro. So here's my thing. And I just want to speak as transparently as possible. Y'all, please don't cancel my show. I do not believe that if you were born a man, you should compete against women. Physically... We are programmed and genetically enabled to be stronger, faster, bigger. I'm not even going to go the smarter route because brains is different. But the anatomy of a man allows him to be with the same preparation, genetically going to be different than a woman. And so that gives you an advantage over women in women's sports. Because if you simply get the same five hours of exercise, your body is going to react differently than that of a woman. And I get that there's varying levels of the of whatever is going on. I get that there are um, any different number of personal things that could affect this, but ultimately, specifically for that level of competition, when the young girls for high school, middle school, high school, and even in the college, their bodies are still developing, and so you, it's, it's just not a, a fair representation of what that competition should be for me. And so I, I support the bill. Um, I'm in favor of it, and I, I would not be upset to have it enacted. I, I, I get, again, everybody's opportunity to want to be um, who they are, and I don't shun that no matter what my views and my beliefs are. Do you? Just But the flip side, I'm saying, if you're a softball player at your – high school and you mad nice and you end up you know you you switch it up and what can should you be allowed on the baseball team if you're because i don't that's not a that's if anything that's you overcoming something and so yes it's not a disadvantage that's like saying if everybody any kind of rooney rule or affirmative act act where they have to have one on each team i know simply because the 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 basis of the population isn't there yet to require it. Um, but I don't know. It's something that I could see very, very easily if it ever got to being that. So, yeah, <clears throat> man, y'all do not understand how many tears of laughter I have shed fooling with this dude. Bro, let's get out of here, Brittany man. Me and Diana, I, um, oh. I, I didn't mean it. Uh, he totally before, did, but it is what it before, is. You got an opportunity to, to break some news here. You are absolutely correct. While we have been recording, it has uh, come across the ticker tape lines, if you would, that the New York Giants have fired offensive coordinator, uh, Mr. Former Laker, former Laker, former Dallas Cowboy himself, um, 
and Coach Jason Garrett, bro. What what, what are your immediate thoughts on this release uh, after that abysmal performance by the offense last last night? Passing the buck, mm. you know, putting the accountability off on on what I mean. Those type of moves are statements to mm-hmm. their organization. So, you know, they needed to make a statement that made waves. So, yeah. It, for me, it's it's a misplaced blame, if you would. Uh, Jason Garrett, yes, he he's not the most uh, flashy of OCs, but the, the Giants' real problem lays at that offensive line. They played the worst game. They That looked worse than anything the Panthers have played this year. Um, their offensive line play matches that of the quarterback play that we've experienced so far this season, especially in the early part that doesn't even exist to me anymore. But they've got skill positions. Um, they've got a defense, Darius Slay out there. Um, on the offensive side, they've got Tony out of Florida, the, the rookie wide receiver. They got Saquon Barkley. They've got a couple of other guys. They, Daniel Jones even is, is a quality ba- football player if he's given the time to be able to make the decisions. But it, there was no protection last night. And, and I knew that there was going to be changes. My anticipation was not with the offensive coordinator because, again, you got to come a little lower in the level to actually address the real issue that they have going on over there. So um, it is breaking. It's shocking. Um, I do not anticipate this being the only changes that New York will experience this season. At the end of the year, it wouldn't be a surprise to me to see Dave Gellerman gone in the GL, GM position. So, yeah, uh, bro, go ahead and give a, anything you want to holler at the people. Uh, just follow me at DJ underscore high star. Uh, and you know what I mean? And check out the mix. For sure, dog. We appreciate you, man. And as always, I am Big Cliff. This has been Carolina Sports Talk. We appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you check us out next week and every week on your Apple Podcast or your Spotify or whatever your favorite podcast app. Make sure you tell your smart speaker also play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at Carolina Sports Talk. Or to be a part of the show, you can send us an email, cliff at carolinasportstalk.com. Until next week, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Peace.